Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. The community that's being talked about, I think, more than any other in Canada, as far as the impact of Fiona is concerned, is Portobasque in Newfoundland. And we've heard uh, reports of uh, terrible situations, including a woman being uh, swept out to sea. I spoke very early this morning with uh, the town clerk at Portobasque, Nadine Osmond, and uh, we spoke several times, and she's joining us on the program. Nadine, first of all, thank you so much for, for taking my calls earlier and your courtesy and under these very, very trying circumstances for you and your community. Sure. Uh, can, can you tell us a bit about Portabasque, about the size of the community, how many people are, are there, and, and, uh, and you know, whereabouts are you specifically? How clo- I know you're right beside the ocean. Tell us a bit about Portabasque. Yes. Um, uh, our town size, well, we have about 4,000 uh, for our population. Um, if anybody's familiar with Nova Scotia, I mean, you would go to North Sydney, and uh, the ferry ride would bring you right into Channel Port of Basque. Uh, you know, it's a six to eight hour uh, ferry ride across, so we're right on the tip of the southwest coast of Newfoundland, Labrador. Um, and, uh, you know, quite a few parts of our specific town is uh, surrounded by water. Um, and, you know, uh, for a number of years, uh, so many of us have lived really close to the water, um, you know, like most towns in, uh, in Newfoundland. Right. Uh, it's a beautiful, beautiful part of the world, but it can also be extremely challenging as far as weather is concerned, in a general context, but over the last day and a half. It's been absolutely uh, terrible. Was your community able to prepare for Fiona, and what were you able to do? Um, Yeah, uh, partially. Um, This town and this area is used to a lot of wind. I mean, uh, high winds is a a, a normal uh, weekly thing for us, but in the past few years, like the sea surges have been um, something that we've really had to pay attention to. Um, Every time a storm warning comes up now, we usually get uh, uh, emergency services from the province uh, warn us of possible sea surges. Um, We've been monitoring the situation with the uh, council and the the mayor and and we've been, you know, paying attention to all the forecasts and that sort of thing. Um, Friday night, Friday evening, actually, we did get a call from uh, a meteorologist in St. John's, and uh, he said uh, he spoke to his co-workers, uh, other meteorologists, and with good conscience, he said he couldn't uh, go throughout the, the night uh, without contacting us and telling us that he thought this storm was going to be worse than we were expecting. Um, we all met at the town council uh, Friday just after supper, and uh, 
we started identifying all of the people in town that were really close to the water. And, and what I mean by close to the water, like some people are probably, you know, 6 to 12 feet, you know, wow. from the water's edge. And uh, yeah. and um, we started calling everybody um, and messaging people on Facebook if we couldn't get their uh get them my phone, and uh, we recommended that they, uh, you know, either move to family and friends' house that was more uh, in the interior of the town, or at least get a bag packed and be ready to move and watch the weather, uh, you know, as of six o'clock in the morning because we knew it was going to it was going to start really early in the morning. So uh, we also know that. Uh, you know, we spoke to Newfoundland Power, Newfoundland Hydro, Bell Alliance, Red Cross, Salvation Army, uh, so many other organizations, and they had already uh, had all of their extra staff support, extra crews called in because um, uh, they knew that we would need their support. So, you know, we were as prepared as what we could be, but nobody was expecting the sea surge that we got. Um, we've never seen anything like it. Um, we've had bad storms. I, I know uh, I'm in my 50s. I've heard of a really bad storm that was here in, in the 60s that wiped out a lot of, um, you know, wharfs and stages along the coast, but, and, and maybe one house or so. But, uh, you know, we've got 20-plus houses that are gone. Wow, 20 houses, 20-plus. 20 yeah. And I, I heard the two-story apartment building was washed out to sea. Yes, Um I live in a section, uh, you know, the town is Portobas. It's, it's actually a twin town, Channel Portobas. I live in the Channel section. Um, and uh, there's two streets in Channel that are parallel to one another. I live on the upper road. Uh, I left my house a few minutes before 8 o'clock uh, with intentions of driving over to the town office. And uh, I decided to go down towards the lower road um, and to see what the water was was like, see what the situation was like, and a co-worker that was actually staying at her mother, she had a house down really close to the, uh, we've got a lighthouse down there, uh, she lives really close to the lighthouse, I went down to look at her house, and and the sight of the water uh, scared me and struck me sick, uh, and I turned around to go to the lower road, and uh when I got there, there was a two-story apartment and a, and a house in the middle of the street. And that had happened within seconds. Um, a huge wave came in from uh, the west side. And uh, within seconds, it was, you know, there were several houses wiped out and uh, some drawn into the sea uh, and some pushed in towards the road. Um, and then the ambulances were starting to be called, uh, the police and the, uh, and the fire truck and, and just up the coast, uh, you know, a few feet, it was another small cove and, uh, houses in that cove got, um, wiped out, uh, um, all as well. Uh, our previous town clerk, uh, that retired earlier in the spring, uh, her and her daughter lived in that, uh, area and her house and her shed is gone, no longer to be seen. And this all happened in a matter of seconds. Seconds. One, uh, a massive wave in the storm surge. And, yes. And you've never seen anything like that? No. Um, 
out from the section of our town called Channel, there's um, a rocky island that we refer to as Channel Head, and that usually serves as a breakwater for a lot of, uh, uh, you know, big waves. And as a child, I've often sat in my uh, living room window and watched the waves uh, strike that uh, island and, and um, you know, uh, help shelter the uh, people that live down there. But, uh, you know, we're talking, you know, there was 40 and 50 foot waves. Uh, oh, my goodness. And then this wave came in um, from the uh, one end of that rocky island and uh, and just wiped out a number of houses. Uh, how's the community now? Um, well... Everybody, is, a lot of the people that have lost their places, of course, they're they're anxious to get back uh, to their houses because they want. A lot of people are, I'm sure, they're in shock. They're they're concerned about maybe retrieving some mementos, um, and but we, you know, we can't let them do that. We did have a loss of life. Um, the uh, body hasn't been found yet. We've had search and rescue in the area all day. And part of going through the uh, debris and um, and keeping people away from those sites is, you know, for searching for this person. Um, and, uh, you know, everybody, I think a lot of people are in a state of shock. Um, the people that are organizing, like myself, and responding, I mean, we've... We're getting a lot of phone calls, a lot of Facebook messages, a lot of text, and we're trying to keep up with a lot of it. We're trying to respond to uh, people's medical needs. Um, we've been speaking with the Red Cross, and, uh, you know, they're bringing people to the area. We've also had so many people call us that want to help out, um, you know, and the us, um that are, you know, trying to make all those arrangements. It's right. it's becoming a little bit um, mentally draining, but sure. you know, we have to be there for the people, right? Yeah, I'm sure. that What you've gone through in the last day and a half would be just so incredibly uh, draining, as you say. And, yes. and the community has been uh, actually rearranged by this by this, by this this massive storm. I, I'm yes. still trying to picture uh, a 40 to 50 foot wave coming in in a matter of seconds, yes. moving houses uh, across the street and tossing some into the ocean. Yes. It's so um, it's 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 more than we can absorb, and we're thousands of miles away. Yeah. Uh, Nadine, I I wish you and your community all the very best. All of us in Canada do, and uh, if you know if we can step up for you, I know many of us will more than happily. So uh, all our best and all our thoughts and um, and and pressure with you and your and your community and your amazing people. The Newfoundlanders are truly amazing people, and um, all the very very best to you. Okay, I know. Newfoundland has a lot of uh, family and friends across Canada, especially in Ontario and Alberta and BC and a lot of other places. So I'm sure they're wondering what's going on. If you want to hear more, subscribe to The Roy Green Show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you find your favorites. And if you like what you hear, leave us a review and tell a friend. I'm Roy Green. Have a great weekend. Canada may be known for its landscapes and friendly people, but beneath the surface lies a darker side of crime, history, and the paranormal. Since 2017, the award-winning Dark Poutine podcast has explored the shadowy corners of the Great White North and beyond, delivering chilling tales from a uniquely Canadian perspective. 
Hosted by Mike Brown and Matthew Stockton with over 300 episodes and fresh releases every Monday, Dark Poutine is your weekly ticket to the creepier side of Canada. Listen to Dark Poutine on Apple, Spotify, Amazon Music, or wherever you get your podcasts.